Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. To be or not to be. For Xander Bogarts, evidently, it's to be. Uh, welcome into Gwen and Chris, everybody. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby together. Kicking off the uh, Great Sports Weekend, our Friday program will be here from now until 6 o'clock. You can enjoy the program right here on 97.3 The Fan, or you can tune into YouTube and watch us work. Just uh, search 97.3 The Fan, and uh, you can watch the proceedings as they unfold. Uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., yes, Xander Bogart's making big news today. Whether he wanted to or not, he made big news today. Mike Schilt announcing that Hassan Kim has won the shortstop job. And uh, I, I don't really know that there was a competition. I mean, they just went ahead and have announced that Hassan Kim will be the shortstop and Xander Bogarts will be moving over to second base. And that has created a bit of a stir at Padre Camp. What say you about this news? Um, I say that... I was I'm surprised that it happened so quickly. Yeah. Uh, but in the same token, I think you could see that this was going to eventually happen and uh So why I, wait? I, I yeah, you know, they, you know, Hassan Kim is clearly uh the best defender when Manny Machado's not on the field. I I think I don't think it's he's a gold glove winner, utility spot. You could have argued that could have been at second base. They gave it to him in a utility spot, and I just think um, it was. It seemed like it was going to come at some point, and um, uh, you, at least listening to Schulte, they they had the conversation, and it was uh, his by default. Schulte said he went okay, so I think it's all um, at this point. However, they got to that spot of we're going to move Xander to second, we're going to move Kim to short. It seems like it's done. He did leave. A little bit of an opening to opening to kind of flip flop him. Room, little wiggle but, room, but but outside of that, uh, Scraby, do we have um, we Xander have a, or we have Schilde? Xander Bogarts on his feelings about moving let's, to second base? Let's hear it from Xander. Switch. Uh, I mean, I signed here as a shortstop, you know, but to me, I just live and die baseball, you know, and. I felt like we had this conversation early in the morning, and I was like, listen, man, if this is the way that you guys view the team is better, I respect him, especially defensively. I I actually admire him a lot. So it maybe it can hurt, but I mean, I'm, I'm just doing it 
in the best interest of the team. And in the end, I feel like I'm at peace with with moving off. You know, because I felt like if I if I literally didn't really want to, I would have just let them know, and that would have been a I wouldn't say a problem, but it might have been a tough situation. But I think I'm I'm really at peace of gonna have to move off. You know, so I think I think that deep down in my heart. Like I was actually cool with it, you know. I didn't expect maybe to be cool with it, but what what more can I accomplish in this game? You know, I I, I came here. The only reason I came here was to win a World Series. So if this is the way that that we're gonna get one, so be it. You know, I wanna I want a World. I was just thinking I want one at third base. I want one at shortstop, and it would be very nice to win one at second base. So I, I'm looking at the positive and. And actually, if, if we're going to have this conversation in like two years, hey, let's move you from here, from the position again or whatnot, like, let's just get out of the way now. You know, if this is a really good time for that our team is, is going to be much better this way, let's, let's just do it, you know. Xander Bogart's nine years starting shortstop in Major League Baseball. Uh, he seemed, he seemed uh, a little bit, he chose his words quite, uh, carefully. He did. He let's did. be honest about that. I, I don't think he's a thousand percent happy with this move. But you know what, Tony? If you're a competitor in any way, shape, or form, I don't think you're ever happy. You know, with a move like this, you're, you, but you know, you're going to accept it. You're going to do the best you can. Go on over to second base and try to be the best second baseman you can be. And you know, I mean, I I don't think we have to start a controversy on this no, because no. I don't think there's really one to be had. The this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is what you get when you have a pro uh, at at the helm here. It's clear he's not like gung-ho about it no nor should he be i mean he's played shortstop he's he's uh earned the right to be a shortstop but again he, he kept going back to it at the end of the day at in the bottom of his heart he felt like if i'm going to be moved off anyway maybe now is the time to do it as real as as much as he may not want to at this point he does seem like just listening to him he, he's at peace with it even if he doesn't necessarily want to be there now um and i think that's what a professional does it'd be mike shield had the conversation with him in aruba um they had the conversation again this morning it sounded like and um i i, I think uh, what do we got going are you here to win gusting is through? our studio ghost back he must be or is it Chris's breathing? It's, it's not, not me. It's I'm, not not your, your, I'm turning blue. <laughs> it's not I'm turning Chris's blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just. On, I, I, okay, never mind. Sounds like we're out on the fairway <laughs> having this discussion right now. <laughs> I just I appreciate the fact that that clearly wasn't easy for him, but he 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 took the road of being a pro there. Yeah, he only committed eight errors last year. I mean, let's be honest about this. This guy was not a bad shortstop. The Padres feel that Hassan Kim is going to get to more balls and save more more, run. more runs and create more outs at the shortstop position. I mean, this is what analytics does for you. I mean, if you if you just looked at Xander Bogarts and said, well, the guy made eight errors last year. He's part of 64 double plays, played a clean shortstop 99% of the time. You probably never know that Hassan Kim might have saved a few more runs had he been at shortstop last year. But, you know, they look at the analytics. It's pretty hard to argue with. It is. And this, Hassan this Kim is the, stands out in that category. This is the analytics that is really hard to argue with. Right. Defense is, is, is almost uh, impossible to argue with because yeah. it, it can show you things as Sander maybe or as Hassan maybe getting to more balls and turning those into outs versus hits. That adds up over the course of a season, and 
Um, I, I think most people around baseball would say Hassan Kim right now is the better idea at shortstop, um, but it didn't make it easy. But he could, as 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 Xander, I thought perfectly pointed out, he could have said no, and it would have even if everybody moves on. There's this kind of thing hanging over the ball club, and I think that's what leadership is in some ways, right? He recognized he could have taken that one way. He didn't. He's gonna he's gonna do his best for the team in this case, and that pours cold water on any controversy that could have been had he said no. I'm not ready to do this. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and boil some water and make a little controversy just for fun, Tony, because I remember one thing that Xander Bogart said when he was first approached about this, whether it was the end of last season or sometime this off season when. It first became known that the Padres might be shifting him off shortstop. And what was presented at the time, not necessarily to him, but to all of us, was that Xander Bogarts might eventually be heading over to first base. And I remember what Xander Bogarts said. He said, I want to stay in the middle infield. I either want to stay at catcher, second base, shortstop, or center field. Because once you go to the corner spots, the next spot is the bench. <laughs> and I remember him saying that, and I thought of that today because, you know, you still have Jake Cronenworth on his ball club, and I don't know what the analytics say about Jake at second base as opposed to Xander Bogarts because Xander Bogarts hasn't played second base yet. But I know that Jake Cronenworth is a great second baseman, and a lot of people feel like his talents are being wasted a little at first base. So my controversial thought is – and I bet you Scraby will back me up because he's into these conspiracies. I wonder if the Padres even at all broached the idea of him going to first base only to be turned down and then settled on an agreement with second base. That we don't know. We don't. Well, we do know. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> during Mike's show, I this knew morning. that I would have just, support. It's, just, on this. it's like throwing chum out there. <laughs> I know. I just know. just kind here, of fish biting here a little he comes. bit. <laughs> so we have, I think, a little bit of misinformation spreading in our YouTube chat. Join us. You can uh, just search 97.3 The Fan on YouTube. But uh, there's some discussion going on that the Padres told him today. But that is not what we're hearing because Mike Schilt actually said they had a discussion in Aruba. So this clip is two minutes long, but it has a lot of information in it. Uh, it talks about Mike Schilt was asked when he approached Xander Bogarts about playing second, what he expects from Bogarts, and if there was any thought of moving Jake Cronenworth to second base and Bogarts to first base. Uh, well, I had a, a, a starting point in the conversation with him to take his temperature in Aruba. Um, Pretty good place, by the way, to have a conversation of any kind. Um, and so we started the process there. And, and then, um, you know, AJ, clearly you can ask him as well. Um, but, you know, it was an ongoing conversation. And, you know, we finalized it recently. You know what you're going to get from Kim at shortstop because he's played there before. But what are your expectations given Xander's skill set for what he can do at second base? Well, the good news is, is, you know, you want as many shortstops as you can have on a baseball field in as many positions as you can have. So... To the examples I mentioned earlier, we got Toddy, the shortstop that goes to the right, great. Kimmy, the shortstop, goes to second, fantastic. Crony has played shortstop and goes to second and first and has been really good. So, you know, if you can have as many shortstops, and the experience of that is, is you know, from I understand how to play the middle to go to second is really important. So, you know, I expect it to be some transition, some learning curve, clearly. I think we'd all be naive to think that won't be the case. Um but also, you know, with Bogey, that 
that we'll make sure of and he'll do in any way is he's still a captain of our infield. He's still a guy that's going to run point guard, you know, from the second base position about how we're operating, how we're competing, how we're aware of game situations on the field. Mike, was there any thought uh, moving Jake to second and Bogey to first? Uh, what was part of the calculus there? I mean, listen, um, you know, the, again, we've got a different different ways, Palms, to look at this, but, you know, Bogey came in here to be a shortstop. He's a valuable guy in the middle of the field. Crony's already demonstrated he's really good at first base. Um, so I don't think we want to – let's keep Bogey up the middle where he's clearly done very well. And um, as I alluded to with, you know, talking to A.J. in his question, you know, it's a guy that, that – um, you know, we want to continue to have in the middle for his for his baseball IQ and his leadership. Ah, so there you go, Mister Conspiracy Theory, Chris. So he says wait, that. Wait, wasn't what did really... you what did you get from that? What what did I get from that? What his answer about Cronenworth or just the entire? What I got from his answer on the Cronenworth thing is that yeah, it's something they thought about. Honestly, yeah. I mean, he didn't really directly say didn't. no. We didn't consider it. We're keeping Jake at first. He, uh, what he, I got he, from that is that there might have been a little thought about it, yeah. but you know, this is the they they got to try to keep Xander somewhat happy. And I think if they had said that, we want you to go to first base, that would have triggered a problem. That, in my estimation, that is, uh, I, I think, uh, one of the things that my antennas went up when he reiterated, you know, Xander signed here to be a shortstop. Right. Okay. Well. First base is is nowhere near that. That's far away. Second base is a little bit, a little bit closer. You know what I'm saying? And it keeps you one spot away from, as you said, the bench. So, um, listen, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they entertained it. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a discussion about it. But they have settled on right. Xander at second, Kim at short, and that only leads us to believe Cronenworth at first. And so, um. And I think that's fine. I, I do. Jake is a fantastic second baseman. He's also a really good first baseman. He's, good. He, he's, he's not. He, I mean, he's not far off from probably starting to be in a, in a Gold Glove conversation. That being said, it's going to be really for Jake. It's about his offense. His offense picks back up. You don't. You don't really care where you have him, especially at that point. Especially if you're getting the production from Xander and Kim and Manny when he's back healthy. Um, the interesting part is Manny, I mean, I guess if it almost feels like Manny's going to be back by opening day. They're making it sound because that way because we're having the conversation about having to put somebody at third. Right. Having the conversation about Kim playing short. It, it, I mean, if if poss- I mean, if Manny's not available, you, you would assume Kim is sliding to third, and which means put Xander back at short. Again. Right. So, um, that that's that might be a, a a quiet positive at all this that we're not even talking about the third base position. You know, I I just said we may have some misinformation in the chat, but Xander Bogarts, you know, I've been listening to more of these clips, and uh, I think I have one after the break that may put a little bit of a question on our mind whether or not he's cool with this. Well, uh, I, I don't yeah, think it really we matters. Already have, at this we point. already have a little question <laughs> in our mind whether or not he's cool with it, but it'll be interesting to see what he says. I. Again, I don't think we need to make a a major no. a major controversy out of this. Um, as I said, he's a competitor at heart. If you are a starting shortstop for nine years in Major League Baseball and you win World Series, you're going to feel some type of way if they want you to move off a shortstop. So I'm not surprised that he's not 100% with it. But 
it sounded like he's going to accept it and go over to second base and do the best he can, and I don't expect there to be much of an issue beyond that. Yeah, uh, he's uh, like I said, he's uh, he's a pro, and whether he was ready today or not, he said, certainly said he's at peace with it deep down. So yes, you move he did on. a very good job of choosing his words carefully. He in did. the first clip we heard, well, here's some more clips from Xander Bogarts. You guys keep chatting away in the chat room. And we'll figure it all out from here. There are some other things going on in sports today, including a huge matchup for the Aztecs tonight. Dylan the Villain, a.k.a. Jalen House is his name. He plays for New Mexico, but he is the Mountain West Conference's top villain. Mark Ziegler, banner headline story in the Union Tribune welcoming House to San Diego tonight. The fans (laughs) will be in wait as the Aztecs take on the Lobos and a key college basketball game and there is news from the genesis invitational i saw this tiger woods will not be winning in his return to the golf tour we'll explain why when we come back we are underway for a friday glad you're with us we got our countdown among a whole bunch of other stuff between now and six o'clock chris ello tony Gwynn jr matt scraby Gwynn and chris on 97.3 the fan Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I have this strange feeling that there's going to be some um, a verbal verbal warfare today at some point. Scraby's on one today. Do you think maybe we just might uh, do the head-to-head tackle off? Today would be a perfect day for that. I got some pent-up aggression. Yeah, man. Uh, 2.23 on the clock. Before we get into uh, some more Padre talk, uh, Chris talked about some news coming out of the Genesis, and that news is that Tiger Woods had to pull out of the tournament, had to be carted off after – are on seven, yeah. um, 
and therefore was had to pull out of the tournament from there uh, with some with some type of illness. Well, he had the back spasms yesterday, and the illness on top of that. So yeah, when you say carted off, it makes me feel like he was lying down in the back of <laughs> yeah. a cart that, with his said. thumbs up in the air. You know, like I a, can tell you, he was like riding in the front guy. seat. Yeah, but uh, they did take him back to the clubhouse. Tiger did not finish the second round. Uh, so I, I did want to thank him on his way out of the tournament for that shot he hit yesterday on 18. Because that's, I'm sure you saw a highlight of it, but. The one that went into the tree? The one that went directly into like the this tree. Way. Like yeah. went, went like a right turn. It's the only shot Tiger Woods has ever hit from a fairway that I recognize as something I can you know, do myself. We were talking about this a little bit uh, yesterday, or off the air though. And I think the one shot you and I both described that we'd like to see pros hit more often. Is you know the rare time you've hit one in the fairway and it's you know you hit a nice little drive and you get up for shot number two and you dribble it ahead <laughs> about ten yards. <laughs> yes, that would be that's, cool to see one. That's the one I want to see from the pro. Scrappy, why don't why aren't they capable of doing that just like one time out of all of the millions of like pros the shake the, the shake isn't impressive to me the the ten yard dribbler the dribbler that's why, the one I, I mean I there see. isn't one golfer I've ever seen take their eye off the ball to the extent where they just dribble the ball. I remember one in the Open Championship maybe like three years ago from Eduardo Molinari. Really, he, he hit. Did he like, one of those. I'm gonna go look for it because I, I thought that he topped one. But that see, I feel it. like I've seen. I think I've seen somebody top one and a bad boy just roll all the Still way. Still got 150 <laughs> yards out of it. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, the rest of us weekend warriors, we're capable of that. For I would sure. also. I'm I would also pretty think consistent at it. A, a pro golfer's um, center of balance is much lower, so that for them to top something means they are doing something that they haven't done. In a long time, like standing up on it or something. Well, makes, I know it would, be a, it would be something you it would be awful, but it just seems like it should be a possibility. Yeah, anyway, no possibility. It's not. Uh, Scraby uh, had some more sound from Xander Bogarts. Uh, was he, he? It sounds like he was asked, "When did he find out? The, when did they? Um, dis- what was the the process of discussing you moving to second base?" And here's what he said. Yeah, we got to today fast. Uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, it, 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 they just approach about it, and it's not like I was like, hey, take ground balls at second, be prepared for any of that. That's probably the only part that, that maybe would have been a little, could have been a little different, but I mean, I don't know how much interest they really had on like moving me off or whatnot, but once they came with that option today, it's like, as I said, man, I could have really be like, you know what, I, I don't want to move off yet, but. Deep down, I really feel like, you know what, it, it, it might be time, and especially the respect I have for Kimmy defensively uh, as a player. So it makes us better. I mean, I'm, I'm in. Work out there today? Uh, ah, that was just a little <laughs> show and go. This is just a little bouncing around. Uh, double play feeds is going to be a little tough, and as I said, I think most of the tough plays will be around the double plays, you know, and the feeding and, and the receiving of the ball with, with me not being able to see the guy. Uh, those might be the the tough. Okay, was was clear to me is regardless of um, when they had a discussion about it, he wasn't necessarily expecting it to happen right now. No, he wasn't. But I also don't think he was a hundred percent blindsided. I don't think he was too. You know, I don't think he was it definitely. Either. I mean, Schilt. I think you know he told the truth. They they've already talked about this during the off season. I think the surprise to Xander, to everybody, is that it happened today right now. Right now. before they really get into spring training. But, you know, something I wanted to say, 
and, and Xander alluded to it, if you're going to do this, now is the, the better time. time. Right. Why right. wait three weeks into spring training and say, you know, and he just we hi- kind of feel like you should go over to second base. Let's do it right now. And he just and highlighted why, too, right? Because he's got to get used to the, yeah, the double the so footwork changes, double, double plays. plays is, yeah. is incredibly difficult for a second baseman. As a poor as, you know, shortstop's not easy either, but you're coming across the bag, you touch the bag, kick the bag, and throw to first, it's right in front of you. Second base, a lot of times you're taking that throw blind to the runner, and you got to, you know, it's a different deal. He it's also, a different deal. It also helps that Kim is the shortstop that he is relinquishing the spot to, because it, I, it would be a much different story if you had to convince him for somebody he didn't actually believe was as good or better. Right. He, if they he, would have signed a free agent and brought him in to play shortstop, that might have been tougher. It, it would have been a little bit tougher. But I think at the end of the day, we shouldn't even make a big stink about this because he's made the decision to move over. As he said, if he really wanted to, he could have pressed and said, no, nah, I'm not ready to do that. He did not do that this time around. And so uh, I think um, we should move forward. And and. Start to talk about this team with Ha Sung Kim at shortstop until uh, we hear otherwise, until we know that Manny won't play open today. Although, as, as I said last segment, it does certainly feel like they're not talking about that position at all. Sounds like they're moving forward, <laughs> that, that, planning on Manny being ready. That he's going to be ready. I mean, is he going to be ready for Korea? I mean, those two games are, you know, three weeks before the I, start of the season. I said it at the beginning of the week. The fact that he was throwing the ball across the diamond. Means he's already gone through the idea, the idea of stretching himself out in order to get the type of length. He wouldn't be fielding ground and making throws across the diamond unless he had done all those things already. So, well, Manny I think Machado, he's further along than than many of us I think expected. I can't wait to watch Manny Machado warm up when he uh, when he takes ground balls behind the third base coaching box and throws to first from there. It's something to see. Yeah, no. I mean, I know that you don't normally pay attention to infield practice between innings, but Manny makes it kind of exciting. <laughs> His arm is so amazing. One thing for Mike Schilt, too, a little more ammunition the next time he's asked about this. So he talked about having Kim at shortstop and then Bogarts, who's a shortstop at second base, and Cronenworth, who's a shortstop at first base, and Tatis, who's a shortstop in right field. He forgot to mention that he's got Machado, who's a shortstop at third base. Yeah. So he has five shortstops out there playing defense, and that ought to uh, help get the job done. You know, I was asked uh, in my DMs yesterday about Fernando's comment about um, right field being the most important uh, position at Petco Park. Somebody asked me how I felt about that, and I think it's there's some elements that's very true, and I think it especially holds true in 2024. Right, you no longer have a two-time Gold Glover patrol in center field to help you with that distance that you got to cover in right center. Right, um, we don't at the, at the at this point. It's it's Jose Azokar who I think is more than a capable center fielder. But you are losing a Gold Glover, so yeah, I, I think his comments, especially in twenty twenty four, are are true. I don't know that it's the same way every single year, but obviously Petco Park and the way it's um, Built right center is is probably the distance you have to cover most. In is that stadium. why you say right? Why is right field harder than left field at Petco Park? For those you who more, don't really have enough understanding of all of that, more ground, like me. yeah, more ground to cover. 
in right field. Just more room. More left room. field, smaller, Sh- shorter. So in left field, you got your shorter track that kind of just goes straight across. I think in right field, you got the in the corner, you got the really short porch, and then it kind of kicks out. And that wall is really just stays that way all the way out to center field. Okay. And so it's more room to cover for. You also got the little Petco porch, little yeah, thing at the there very beginning. down the right field line. That, that part, you know, I, I don't know, is, is, is the, the bigger issue. It's the gap. Getting to you, right center field, yeah. running it down in front of the sand out there, Com- covering that area the that beach. leads into that beach area. Yeah. Um, is is a. I'm pretty sure Fernando can get there. Oh yeah, because we saw a, him get there. Couple there was times a lot of times year. that Grisham got there and made the catch, but Fernando was standing was there, right there. Yeah, they're both there. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. This year, and if that, if we didn't have a Grisham in pass. Fernando would have been extremely important to get to those balls, but right. um, I, I think now with no Grish there, it becomes even more vital. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, the Aztec baseball team gets started today against the Portland Pilots down at Tony Gwynn Stadium. We'll have head coach Sean Cole on to talk a little bit about this ball club and where it's headed when we return. We're Gwynn and Chris. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a good drum solo there. Very nice. Thank you. I did it myself. 2.39 is the time, Crisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., I did, Mr. Scraby, Gwynn and Chris, on 97.3 The Fan. All right, we're going to get to our visit with Sean Cole shortly. College baseball season starting today. Yeah. Not only the Aztec, they're home. USD's playing on the road. They I believe they're Texas. At, they're at Texas. Oof. That's a tough start. But, uh, yeah, the history of the Aztec baseball program and job of incorporating a lot of that. He'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Uh, also on campus tonight, of course, you've got the Aztecs black in New out. Mexico. Everybody's supposed to wear black. All black. All black. I, I don't know. Does that mean the Aztecs are going to wear black? I, I think they will wear their black Because New Mexico wears red, so they could probably get away with doing that. It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a crazy environment. 
Here, this is from Mark Ziegler's article today in the San Diego Union Tribune. Tony, I told you that it was a, a headline story in the paper. It says, if you want to encapsulate the essence of New Mexico's Jalen House, rewind the tape of the Aztecs' first game at the pit last month. House scored 11 consecutive points on his own to cut a 12-point Aztec lead to one in the first half. So he's pointing out right there just how good this guy is, all right? He's good. After he scored the final basket, House pranced and waved his arms and high-stepped his way across the entire court to within inches of the Aztec bench and nearly bumped into Coach Brian Dutcher. He was not penalized for this act of craziness. Last week at Nevada, House waved his arms wildly after New Mexico beat the Wolfpack, and there was all kinds of hate directed at him from the Nevada fans as he went off the court. Jeff Grammer from the Albuquerque Journal tweeted out earlier this week, Jalen House is the most hated player of 10 fan bases and gets the most hate during games of any player I have ever seen. Mm. He eggs it on, of course, but it's still 100% true. I've never heard the hate of a player like Jalen gets. <laughs> and he absolutely loves it. Yeah. So bring it on, Aztec fans, tonight. He's ready for it. I'll tell you one thing. He was really the difference when they beat the Aztecs the first time around. The Aztecs need to return the favor tonight. Not it's going to be fun. Not everybody is good at being a villain. No, he, you, he, he is. You have to abs- – in order to be a villain, you have to, like, really not care about what anybody else has to say. <laughs> and I do. It, 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 most people do, <laughs> most if people we're being do. honest. Yeah, like, yeah right. It, it, until you either have built, been, built up a tough skin over time – or you're just not cut out for it. It's clear that, that Jalen is <laughs> certainly cut out for it. He, At least right now he is. He is going to be public enemy number one tonight when the Aztecs take on New Mexico. All right, one more quick thing on Xander Bogarts that uh, Adam Klug wanted us to touch on. Apparently. Well, no, he, I, no I, I did ask Tony this question basically as soon as he walked in. But with Xander moving to second and them moving Hassan Kim to shortstop, to me... That tells me that they're not trading Hassan Kim. They're not going to shake it up like this if they're shopping him to other teams or expecting him to be off the team at some point. Yeah. So that's what it tells me, and I don't care about what you say. Okay, fine. I'm do, just do, kidding. Do, what do, do you, you think? Do you think uh, Hassan Kim is, has more value at shortstop or second base? Second base. No, you don't. <laughs> You're just answering that to try to cut down his argument. That's exactly what he said. So the fact that he's a shortstop now means the Padres might be able to get more in Second return. Base. Just stop. No, Tony immediately said this to me as when I asked it earlier. He said, "Doesn't mean or they maybe will. Maybe they might be showcasing I mean, his he, talents. He could. He could. He could. He would certainly have more value at the shortstop position than he does at second. Just saying." I agree. I don't think they're going to move him. I think you have a very good point, Tony, but I'm going to say I agree with Scraby. I don't think that. And I know this is crazy. You're not agreeing with Scraby. You're agreeing with both of them. I don't think they're going to move him either. I'm just saying that. The reason I say that is because why would they even put Xander Bogarts through this if they still planned on trading Hassan Kim? They would have just let it slide. They want him. I mean, if we go back to the reports last year, they want to move him regardless of whether they had. whether they had Kim going there or not. They wanted to move him there last year. They that is to, true. There were so, reports. I mean, 
that's uh I think as he said that was something that was going to be inevitable. But I agree. I don't think they're moving House on Kim either. If Xander Bogarts calls him Kimmy, those guys are too close for them to trade Kim. Stop it, Scurvy. The, that second base double All right, play let me get turn. you out of this before you <laughs> say Stop. something yeah, really go ahead. silly. Get us to Sean, please. Sean Cole, head baseball coach at San Diego State. The Aztecs, great tradition. He's trying to bring it back in his first year on the Mesa. Let's find out what he had to say. And indeed, uh, very happy to have joining us uh, right now the uh, new baseball coach at San Diego State University. And where would the show be without baseball at San Diego State University, Tony? Tell me about it. I mean, both you and I cut our teeth uh, here in this program, and now uh, Sean Cole gets set to take it over and start it tonight against the Portland Pilots. Sean, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me, and and it's always good to be in in company of two former Aztecs. <laughs> yeah, we're, we we love this we love this program, and uh, we love Aztec baseball, obviously. And uh, I, I was I, I was there before Tony was there, so yeah. I mean that's okay. that's where you're little, talking a little, little bit before. Yeah, I played with Tony's dad. <laughs> oh my God, uh, let's let's start with that because you know you walk out on that field and you know it's Tony Gwynn Stadium, and you got Steven Strasburg up there and. Tony and Travis Lee and Coach Dietz and I mean th- this program has a great tradition and I, I imagine this is something you're excited about trying to continue and, and improve upon. Absolutely uh, I actually was just on the field earlier and they repainted all the TG logos out there and it looks it looks great every day I go into Tony Gwynn Stadium I feel fortunate to have this job and be a part of this program because of, because of the rich history and tradition you know, I'm getting text messages all day. Buddy Black just hit me up recently at um, Strasburg this morning. It's, it's, it is. It's a rich history, and, and it's something we've explained to the team, and, and it's definitely something we've got to carry forward. Sean, in, in the short stint of time you, you've been the head coach here at San Diego State, you've, in my opinion, you've done a, a tremendous job of kind of reengaging with uh, some of the alum of the past and, and, and trying to connect – uh, that tissue to this new generation of Aztec. Just talk about your your kind of idea behind that, and, and how has the progress gone? Well, I'll, I'll piggyback off the first question you you asked me, or that you presented with the rich history. That was something I recognized when I first got here two years ago as a pitching coach, um, and I felt that that was something of extreme value to continue to have those connection points and make it stronger moving forward since I've taken over the program. I just think there's so much tradition, history, people that have moved on, whether it's um, having great professional baseball careers or moving into other facets and areas that can be beneficial for our players to hear about and, and how how they can succeed in other areas beyond baseball. Cause let's, let's just be realistic. There's probably a small percentage of guys that will move on from this roster and, and be Steven Strasburg or Tony Gwynn or on and on and on a major league player. Um, they're going to go on and, and become great professionals in other areas of life. So to have people with real life experience to come back and, and connect with our guys is invaluable. Sean Cole is a new uh, baseball coach at San Diego State. We're glad to have him on the program. They uh, open their season tonight out of Tony Gwynn Stadium against uh, the University of Portland. And, uh, and Sean, uh, look at this baseball team a little bit and uh, taking it over. Where do you think it, it was? Where do you think it is? And where do you think it's going? I'll answer that question in about three weeks. Um, <laughs> I, think, 
I think it's in a good place. I really do. Uh, our strength the last couple of years has been pitching, and, and we're going to continue to try to main that, maintain that on the hill. Um, I've preached to our team, you know, defense needs to be our backbone. If we're going to go deep in the postseason, we really got to play catch and, and make the routine plays consistently, and, and the great plays will show up. So that's something we've definitely been striving for is to improve in that area. Um, offensively, traditionally, San Diego State's always been good offensively. So it's been a little bit of a head scratcher the last couple of years why we've been down. But I really expect to see improvement in those areas also. The coaching staff, uh, Coach Tarasco, Coach McDougal, and Coach Foxcroft have all done a tremendous job getting our offense to a good place. So if we can get off to a good start tonight, uh, that, I'm sure that will lead to more consistent play. Sean Cole joins us here on Gwen and Chris, San Diego State's head baseball coach. And Sean, you mentioned starting the season off here against Portland. You got a a, a team that is a mix of of young and, and some returning guys. Uh, where do you think the strong suit of this ball club is this year? That's a good question. I, I think across the board, with what I've seen so far, we have balance in all, in all three spaces offensively, defensively, and on the mound. Um, like I said just a little while ago on paper, obviously our strong suit is pitching right now. We're we're trending to have our third conference pitcher of the year. And the last two years we've led the Mountain West and been top 25 in the country in a lot of pitching categories. So that needs to continue to be the strength. But really preaching balance. In order to win a lot of games, you've got to have balance. You've got to play catch on defense, put the ball in play on offense, and fill up the strike zone on the mound. To me, Sean, uh, college baseball is as good, as great as it's ever been. And, you know, I, I go back to when, when I played, when Tony played, not everybody played college baseball as a way to get to the major leagues. Uh, you know, guys would sign, they'd go right into the minor. And now, now it's almost, you know, automatic that if you want a big league career, you got to play some good college baseball somewhere. The sport's in a good place. Um, you know, what do you, pers- what do you think about college baseball as a as a growing field for young players i agree with you i it's it's probably in the best space that it's been since i've been in college um you know more tv viewership there's more interest more excitement around the game more players are showing up in college they're seeing it as a a better avenue to shorten that time in the minor leagues to get to the big leagues i think the restructuring of the draft and also uh, reducing some of the teams in the minor leagues has also had a big impact on that decision to go to school. So I think it's great for the game. Um, I want to continue to see it grow, especially all throughout the country. Right now the SEC, I think, is, has taken a step forward of every in front of everybody, but it's it's for us on the West Coast and, and other parts of the country to catch up, and I think that's going to happen and just make the game strong across the board. Talk a little bit about your background, Sean. I mean, you you are, are kind of, uh, I feel like kind of the new age coach coming in and has some professional experience, has dabbed a little bit in different areas in the college level. You mentioned you had the, the you were the pitching coach here for two years prior to getting the head coaching job. How do you think that helps and, and not only helps with the players and development, but being able to put, put together a coaching staffs and, and things of that nature? Sure. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I started – Really, my first job in baseball, I was an intern for the Seattle Mariners in baseball operations. And then I transitioned over to the college side uh, at a junior college and then went to the University of Arizona as a young coach and got to to cut my teeth and learn under a legend, Andy Lopez, yeah. and 
uh, be a part of a national championship, which was a great experience. And then I transitioned to become the director for the 18U national team, which really opened up my eyes to international um, baseball. So you get to see Cuba, you get to see Japan, the way they go about their business. And then circling back to college, um, it just gives me a different lens and perspective to be able to talk to these student athletes about, hey, this is what it looks like uh, at the next level. Because after USA Baseball, I went to the San Diego Padres and, and I was involved in scouting and player development. So to be able to speak firsthand, hey, this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. This is what your days are going to look like. I think it's invaluable. And then it definitely expanded my network. That was one of the reasons why I was able to hire Tony Tarasco. We worked together with the Padres and have a guy on staff that played in the big leagues for nine years and has been a first or third base coach at the major league level. That just adds more validity when coaches are out there speaking about player development or things they need to do routines on and off the field and what it really look, truly looks like. So um, it's been, it's grown me tremendously to dabble on the pro side and, and be on the international side. And, and I think it's made me a better coach coming back to the college game. San Diego State baseball gets started tonight against Portland. Uh, Coach, I, I saw the preseason predictions, and uh, that's always fun to clip out and put up in the in a locker room, especially since they, they have you guys fourth. I know you guys want to prove that wrong. Uh, give us a couple of players that uh, we can keep an eye on. Uh, I know you have some uh, returning all-conference-type guys. Yep, yep. Uh, definitely gave us some some motivational material to hang up in the locker room. <laughs> laminated, and there's some notes written on there. and So it's good. It's a gift that was given to us. But, um, you know, we have some key guys that are returning. Xavier Gonzalez, who's who's arguably the best shortstop in the conference, and, and his bat has really excelled in the, in the last couple of months. So if he's able to impact the game on both sides, I think that's going to be valuable. Um on the mound, we have some experience tonight. Chris Canada, he's been our Saturday guy. He was our Sunday guy as a freshman. Omar Serrano is another experienced junior. Uh, last year was our Sunday guy. And then Xavier Cardenas, who is probably right now our highest level prospect. He's thrown on Sundays. He's a sophomore, um, and he can run it up there at 90, 95 to 98. So, I'm sure he's going to get a lot of attention this year. And then we also have Jaden Berkovich, who's closing for us, who's who's a redshirt senior, if I remember right, with all the COVID rosters and changes. Right. I feel like these guys have been here for 10 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we have some freshmen that are exciting. Finley Bates is going to get an opportunity to play second base tonight. Uh, Josh Casada, a kid from Florida, left-handed bat. He's going to be in the DH spot. And then Colby Turner is going to start at third base. And then a local San Diego product from Madison High School, Jake Jackson, is going to be in left field. So they're going to bring some energy and excitement and hopefully push some of those older guys. Um, and then you have really good, solid defense with Irv Weems and Montoya, who are older guys that are running around in center field and right field. Well, uh, Sean, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, Tony and I will be supporting uh, as best we can Unfortunately, you know, I certainly can't contribute on the field any longer. Uh, Tony could probably still run down a few fly balls for you if really yeah. need be. But, uh, you know, we'll be keeping an eye on you guys. We wish you nothing but the best. Uh, keep the Aztec baseball program strong. And uh, congratulations on the new gig and best of luck. Thank you, guys, and go Aztecs. The new head man at San Diego State, Sean Cole. All right. 
USD's baseball scene uh, opens up tonight. We've got odds on their game. Also, the Aztecs-New Mexico matchup. We'll take a look at all of it in the Daily Gambit. Kicking off hour number two next. Kicking it off. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.